Welcome back to Range Anxiety for that New Year's edition. How you going, everybody? Did you have a good, safe Christmas? Hope Santa didn't bring you the cron. He's been bringing it to a few people around uh, my neck of the woods lately, and it's been, as I like to say, far from optimum. Thank you, though, to uh, Quiet Riot, iconic 80s band with Come On, Feel the Noise, Girls, a rock your boys, will get wild, wild, wild. That's about as much as I know because that's about all that I played on the way in. Now, today we're, we're coming at you out of the home of Grange, Penfolds Winery here, McGill Estate. Absolutely beautiful thing. Place looking over the beautiful grapevines and being pestered as people just constantly like walk past me and look at them. I mean, who wants to look at grapevines? When you could spend your summer and your 30 degree days on the beautiful coastal South Australian roads looking at cars. Yep, the same old cars, the same group of cars that go up and back and up and back and so on and so on for what seems like to be a never ending cycle until they A, uh, run out of fuel or B, shit themselves. You know, if you've ever seen the, the poor dog that gets locked up in a cage and it just runs around chasing its tail all day, well, there is this uh, certain condition known as cruising where people go out to cruises and they do this. They find some of the most beautiful streets uh, that we have in this fair city of Adelaide, South Australia, and they drive up and down them, giving everyone the shit basically 24-7. But before I get onto that and let my inner old grinchy man out we got a bit of feedback this week um and it's been good feedback it's been really interesting interesting because i mean we do get lots of feedback but these two um have to be kind of articulated to you my my dear uh, fans flat earthers and flogs because it's funny uh we got one from a guy that wants to remain anonymous he's obviously a fan of big paul it's described him as a uh, quotes, wicked dude, and certainly knows what he's talking about. Really? There you go, Big Paul. I, I did have a guy called Mr. Jinx from WA say that you were bringing the whole tone of the thing down, but it seems that you have more supporters than you do. Detractors, you uh, wicked dude. Another one was from a fellow industry person that hasn't been around quite as long as me, but he's been around and through the traps, and he goes, you know, I've been binging Range Anxiety, I've caught up, I've been listening to your voice five hours a day, and thank you for this wonderful epicast, because I finally worked it out after so long in the industry, why I hate cars. You're just dead right. <laughs> My uh, concept isn't to make you hate cars, because we don't hate cars, we love cars, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here flogging ourselves, talking about them, and you wouldn't be listening to me do it. We just like to be a bit edgy in the way we think about cars. Um, and having said that, the rest of the feedback I get, I think uh, I'm going to be waiting for that uh, phone to ring very shortly from uh, Big Daddy himself. I sort of need a kickback, kickback out of the amount of Telstras I've sold. Um, flip, flip versions, big screen, pet mode, three camera, you know, you get it. But I'm glad to see a lot of people are uh, sort of opening their eyes and, and listening to the truth uh, about electricity. I mean, it's not brilliant, but it's certainly much better than the option. And I hope you all enjoyed Lisa D too, uh, giving it to me about uh, 
Bentleys and 507s and GDRs and Jeeps and Audis and whatnot. I know everyone does enjoy listening to her because she takes me to task and anybody that kicks my ass around the room in an epicast tends to become a bit of a crowd favourite. So thank you, Lisa D. Paul, he's, I think, back up the mines. We will um, be catching up with him again soon when he gets back, but I've had to stay inside for the last few days because... I was what they call a close contact. I'd come into contact with someone that had come into contact with someone that had had the old Omicron. Or it could have been the Delts. So, yeah, I've been a little bit quiet. Gives me time to catch up on some paperwork and do some things before we go back to work. And it's always good not to be the person that takes the COVID back to work and shuts the whole site down because people tend to look at you a bit dimly after that. And so what have I been able to do? Well, I've been able to sit in my... Tesla, apparently, according to Mummy, I'm not allowed to call it a Telstra anymore because it's just stupid. Um, and I've been able to uh, watch some of the cruises that go on. Now, there is a big cruise, the Japs cruise. You've heard uh, Paul speak about it, and it's cool. Paul Howes on. He um, basically lives for Japs, even though, actually, yeah, he would have been there. How was it, Paul? Oof. Thankfully, I was in quarantine. Um, and, you know, you get a ton of beautiful cars, beautiful meeting points, and they meet up from, you know, all around the suburbs, and they all cruise out north, down south, and then end up coastally. We have this big, long stretch of Esplanade that runs along some of the most beautiful coastal regions of the state with some mega-dollar places on them. Um, and, yeah, they're beautiful, and, and these cars do this kind of across the day. And, yeah, it's cool. You know, you can put up with all of this old shit for a while and it's cool but to do it for like week you know a week 10 days 14 days on end you know not only does it clutter up the beach but it's kind of like the light show in the telstra where hey look at that that's cool but when you see the same thing 50 times um it gets a bit boring so what we want to do today is we want to get inside the heads and, and you guys and gals you know, fans, flat earthers and flogs, which has become our catch cry. I hope you like that. I've actually got to get back to me and explain it to me why it is cool to drive your old car up and down the same stretch of road, holding up traffic, stinking the joint up, and, you know, generally just being unproductive. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I've had old cars, and I've, I've done it maybe once, you know, I've just driven up and back, and shit, what was that about? Um, you know, because it's slow, there's pedestrians, there's cyclists, and I don't understand it, and I'm not saying it's wrong, and I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't understand why people would want what is supposedly a high-performance or modified car, and then just boil its guts out in, like, you know, 20 zones dodging people and cyclists and so on and just are they doing it so that they look cool is it a validation thing i'm not sure i mean i'm all for the odd cruise here or there actually i'm not i think car cruises are stupid because they generally end up in accidents or you know someone getting pinged or whatever it's that group herd mentality bullshit thing um yeah, I, I always look at it a little differently. Like, if you've got a car, you know, even if it's, I don't know, the cars I have right now, like, if I uh, want to take the 507 out, I will point it, so I live very close to the freeway in Adelaide, you know, just not far from Angle Vale, just dust, you know, just don't get the car if you just washed it too uh, dirty going across the helipad, 
you know, you know want that. And uh, I go up the freeway and uh, I'll take the 507 up to, say, Harndorf, where I've got the oil up to, which is maybe, you know, 30 miles, 50 k's, or I don't know, something like that, um, where I'll get the oil up to 100C or 105C. I'll get the cooling up to 92C. I'll have the whole thing cycle in closed loop for a while and, you know, give the thing reasonably a good clean out, um, burn any carbon out of the exhaust, boil any water off that's in the oil and have a bit of fun doing it, you know, and see some nice scenery, stop in the beautiful, you know, town of Harndorf or wherever I'm going and buy something there, get a drink, maybe buy some lunch, then turn around and come back and put the car away. And I do this mainly by myself. Um, the Telstra, on the other hand, this one I will take out by myself again and, uh, you know, probably go through some of the uh, back of One Tree Hill, which is not that far from Anglevale. You only need probably three cut lunches and a day to get there. And I will, you know, explore some of the limits at, at the speed limit of its grip handling and, you know, assess how the traction control works and generally have some fun without being a dickhead. Um, and that's my idea of cruising a car. So, and, you know, there's always the other cruise to cruise up to a race event or and then use the vehicle or go to a track day or uh, go down to the shops to buy some white claw hard seltzer you know something like that um there's got to be a purpose and i see in my this is my only my opinion and you know i'm not right about everything just most things uh, you know there's a reason or a purpose for driving a car and i, I reckon it's really sad when you see some of these highly tuned V8 things, you know, old coupes, two doors, you know, sweating and grunting and pissing their pants at walking speed, fouling up the plugs, just belching raw fuel out the exhaust, because most of them are tuned that badly, lurching, you know, spraying cool and, and misfiring, backfiring, sounding shit, because they're just generally, as a rule, poorly tuned or overly tuned for that type of driving you know these guys should get out and you know take them 200 k's up north and go through horrocks pass or you know something like that maybe rather than just mixing it with the lycra brigade on their push bikes down the beach and saying hey look at me look at me look at me so if anyone can explain that to me please feel free to uh email me at dtech d-t-e-c-h at senet s-e-n-e-t dot com dot a-u and say hey i'm a cruiser you're a wanker um i like to foul up my plugs and generally make a cock of myself on the beachfront and i'll say okay fine you know, if that's what lights your fire. We're not here to please everyone, and I'm not here to understand why everyone does what they do with cars. But I tell you what, the beachfront always had, as well as these old jalopies uh, crapping themselves and generally becoming an, a pain in the ass along the coast, you also get it is the home of popcorn, a gurgle, a crackle, and general fuckwittery of cars. So, you know, you get your stage two tune um ding ding bang 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 ding 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 you know it sounds like crazy frog but even worse anyone remember crazy frog yeah i do who didn't have that little mofo as a ringtone you know probably the smart ones are you but you know 
the gurgle tuners do like a good beachfront too. And even though I've been dissing the popcorn and the gurgle and the crackle and the pops and bangs, the actual excitement for it and the demand for it has not tapered off. You know, I get uh, people like, I had an email last week just before the break. A guy had an O2 Subaru Liberty, normally aspirated, and he wanted it to gurgle. Mm, can you help me? You know, I probably could have, but you know what? I just got fed up with it because then when you say, well, you know, to access that ECU to hack into it, it's probably not going to do that much because, uh, you know, the thing's insipid and it's got a standard exhaust on it, but it's going to cost you eleven or 1200 bucks. What? I thought you could make it Google on the cheap. Well, you can put it in a huge bathtub and pull the plug out and you'll get Google, Google, Google. But it's still... Uh, doesn't infuriate me. It's a curiosity as to where this bullshit comes from because back in the day, a car that was popping and banging and carrying on on overrun, back in the day when, you know, tuners were tuners and men were men and uh, cars were good things. Actually, no, they were shit things back in the day. What, what am I talking about? But a car that popped and banged and carried on on overrun generally a sign that it had a, a major tuning issue or a big air leak in the exhaust, right? It was not something that was considered uh, cool. The only thing that was considered cool were key bangers. Now, the, the gurgle tuners and, and pops and bangers and, and nimrods that are into that shit today wouldn't understand the concept of a key banger. Now, key bangers only work on really old cars. Now, I'm getting to a point here, everyone, so don't say, don't run off on a tangent, he's lost his head yet again. The key banger, hands up, who knows what a key banger was. I'm pretty much sure key bangers, uh, the realm of the flat earther. Flat earthers love a key banger, in my experience. These flat earthers are mainly into carbies too, and you need a carby to key bang. So any old shitbox with a carby, right? Doesn't have to be a HQ coupe with a big block in it. It can be a Morris 1100. It can be an old, shitty, you know, Corolla, if there is such a thing anymore. They're probably all worth 50 grand now. But an old, shitty, rusted-out Corolla, you can be whatever you want. It's just got to have the ingredients. And what that is, is a fuel flow that can be kept on full noise whilst the ignition, the spark, is turned off. So the, the concept of a good key banger is to roll down a, a hill... Well, you can do it on the flat, but it's good when you get a bit of speed going down the hill. And you make sure your steering doesn't lock for a start. Because if you turn, you've turn, got to turn the ignition off. If you <laughs> turn the ignition off and your steering locks, you end up in a pole. So I do not ever recommend you do this. I do not condone key banging. However, I have seen it done, and I may have done it myself as a kid. So you get up to 40 to 60 mile an hour, and you, whatever speed you want, 60 k's an hour even, make sure you're rolling down a bit of a hill. Um, foot on the clutch, leave it in gear, whatever gear you're in, probably in you know, third or fourth, uh, foot on the clutch, turn the ignition to off, do not lock the steering, hold your foot flat, pump the gas, pump the throttle, pour as much petrol into this thing as you can, right? So does this guy have to come and park next to me? There are 80 parks here, and this dipshit has come and parked next to me. Like, thank you very much, Mr. Dipshit. Wow. Anyway, you, you keep 
the fuel flying while the ignition's off, and then you turn the ignition key back to on and let the engine resume, and with that, you will get a great explosion of stuff out of the exhaust, and normally your exhaust tends to split open like a tin of beans. It's quite unattractive, but the boom is huge, and I believe it's that kind of effect. I mean, we've all done it and split the exhaust in half, or quarters, or, or something similar. The effect is fantastic. You'll get flame, you'll get all sorts of horrible things going on, and this is what we used to live for. Would I do it today if I had a car? No, because it's stupid and destructive and, you know, not that great. So why the hell are people um, fantasizing about it now? Well, the reason people want to fantasize about pops, bangs, gurgles and crackles, I've been doing a bit of a psychological evaluation of those that want it. Most of those that chase it are those that it's the first decentish car that's capable of, you know, being burble tuned they've ever owned and that's what their wives let them do so many people have to check with their wife before they modify their cars i don't get that but anyway it is what it is it's the first decent thing they've ever owned and uh they want to sneak one under the radar that's okay and they can be middle-aged guys they can be up to and including as old as paul howes on and that dear listeners is very old the other bunch are kids and they don't have such a cool car, but they want to make it sound like one. They want to make their, you know, O2 model shit box. You know, it's all I can afford, so I'm not insulting them. You know, good on you. You've got to start somewhere. But they want to make it sound like some stupid thing, you know, that, that's meant to go. Your car's not meant to gurgle. Like your $1,500 Commodore isn't meant to popcorn. It's probably meant to keybanger, but it's not meant to popcorn, so don't do it, you know. And thankfully, even though I said these inquiries aren't dying off, the stupid demographic is starting to change and it's becoming more stupid. So as it becomes more and more mainstream and more and more dickheads in $1,500 cars are doing it, it's going to become less and less attractive to those that actually have anything decent. Okay, you get me? So yeah. Gurgle tune, burble tune, RIP. It was the sound of failure once upon a time, and it's a sound of failure now. So what have we got to look forward to in the new year? Well, I'm going to try and kick off the EV Nationals. I doubt whether we'll get enough heads together in 2022. See, I didn't say 2022. It's 2022. I doubt if I'll get enough heads together in that time, but I will over the next a year, I reckon, as Telstra's and Kona's and whatever become more mainstream, we'll get more and more heads together and more and more entrants. And of course, I do have to get that destination charger over to Lance at Heathcote Park Raceway. Is that HPO? Yeah, Heathcote Park Raceway. So I've got it right this time, Lance. You'll have to get that charger over there. And we have to organise, obviously, how we're going to fast charge cars there as well, because it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty quiet anyway. But it's going to be pretty quiet uh, if everything runs out of battery, because we can't fast charge and have to keep driving thirty kilometres back into Bendigo. So, I will be putting together some sort of charging infrastructure plan there. And have a look at this. I parked here. I was by myself. It's been twenty minutes, and now I am just hemmed in by dickheads 
that want to park next to me. What is wrong with people that there can be one car in a car park and they want to come and stand next to you? Or they want to park next to you. Like seriously, piss off and park somewhere else in the car park. You know, don't you hate that? It's like you've got dickhead magnet. If you're a pain in the ass, come and park next to me. See, this is the the, the Christmas spirit and the Grinch in me gone, you know, or coming out. It's nearly time for it to go altogether. But then why stand there and look at me? You know, are you people stupid? Maybe it's because I'm cool. Hey, I didn't think of that. But yeah, think of me next time you park, you park your car uh, 200 metres away from anybody else in a car park and there's 10 people in the car park that holds a 1,000 people, you come back and there's four cars next to you. People are assholes and they should be punished for it. So there you go. Um, speaking of punishment, Big Daddy's giving me a lot of punishment at the moment, old Elon. He is not giving me a shipping date for my plaid. Plaids are being delayed again in the US. Demand is simply that high, and it doesn't matter whether it's a Tesla or whether it's a XYZ brand car. Supply is very, very tight at the moment because of a shit you know, situation with raw materials, a shit semiconductor situation we've known for a while, and um, a shit just general world where demand has spiralled out of control, even though we're all supposed to be dead of the vaccine within six months. I really don't get any of it. And as I discussed with Paul, I have no idea where, where or when any of this is going to stop. You know, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing stuff. And, and finally, to, to a closing point today, we've been talking about AdBlue here and the crisis and the shortage for a good solid month in our Epicast now. But at the Christmas table, it's just starting. Have you ever heard of this AdBlue stuff? And it's like, oh, God, please don't bring it up. I've spoken about this in depth. Apparently, there's this problem. You may not know about it. And Australia's going to come to them. And it's like, shut up. Right? A, I don't want to hear about it. And, and B, I, I hate talking cars. So I'm going now. These people, see, people being around me has got me going. I hate talking cars on Christmas Day and Christmas lunch. And I don't give two stuffs about AdBlue. The government can either turn it off or they can bring more in. I don't think we're going to starve to death. I mean, Greta's going to travel back through time on her Hillary lizard and probably fix this for us anyway. So by the time you wake up at the end of January uh, 2022, there will be that much ad blue around, thanks to Greta and Hillary the lizard and the flat earth, that it, none of it will actually matter at all. So let's just stop talking about ad blue. It made for a good epicast. But apart from that, it's boring as shit. And speaking of boring of shit, I always do, well, from now on, I always do for my fans, um, uh, the best question at Christmas lunch uh, where you just get, like, sit there numb, praying that nobody asks you anything about a car. And I think the best one I got this year was like, um, yeah, I know you boys here in the year, I'll actually, full nose picker. You're in the electric cars, but I'm going the new way. And I said, what's that? And he goes, diesel. That's right. You heard it here first. The fuel that's about to get axed, caned, uh, flogged, buried, and pissed off first is uh, the new hot, new hotness. So there you go. Thank you for listening to Range Anxiety. And now you can understand why it is I don't like bloody Christmas.